big green plastic see-through bag because they've got one bag and it's 20 kilo. And so they make them undo it in front of the whole world and put half their stuff and it's see-through into a bag and tie it up and then they've got two things of 10. Now, maybe they weren't told or maybe they didn't yeah. read the fine print, but the whole world knows. I'm telling you now, you've got no excuse. No matter what your site says, go with 10 kilos if it's a charter flight, right? Mm. You're going on a big kick-ass plane to Newman or Laverton or something, that those rules still may apply. So just assume I can bring two bags, but they're 10 kilos, or can I? Try and find mm. out before you go. I've been in mining for 13 years, and then I get a job over in WA, fly in, fly out, and I know there's a lot of people that, like, change, change state yep. and never done FIFO. Yep. Like, I put all my shit in, a, in my car and drive. Exactly. So, yeah, that'd be a rude yeah. shock. But now you go into a new site. Mm-hmm. Ask. People will help you. Don't be scared to say, look, it's first time on this site, if you don't want to say first time on any site ever, which is still fine. You say, what do you do at the other end or find out before you fly home how much time have we got. Yeah. You may or may not have time for a shower. Mm. Some sites are really whip. Yeah. Like, so you yeah. finish work, get on the bus, get on the plane, go. Yes. Yeah, so normally they take Some. you back to camp, but there's not a lot of time. Mm. Yeah. Some of them. Camp, Others, there's plenty of time. So you need to know that. But what I would do is always get your stuff ready the night before so that if there's not a lot of time, yeah. you're ready to go. You don't be rushing around. Welcome to the Beers with a Minor podcast. My name is Mad Mumsy and I've been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open cup mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? Oh, you must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Tune in each episode as I sit down for a relaxed chat, usually over a few beers with a fellow miner. Women and blokes with various experience, roles and opinions share their lessons and stories with you. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? I oh, crack me up. Hello, this is another Happy Hour episode, and this time I'm sitting down in person in real life with my real sister, the other half of Steel Cap Sisters, my blister, hard hat mentor, also known as Drewy, Dione Drew. Check her out on LinkedIn. If you want to find her, I'll share all the links in the show notes, which will be found at madmumsy.com forward slash beers 84. So this is an interesting one because I kind of shanghaied her. (laughs) Come on in. No, you're saying too many good things. So come and sit down and I'll hit record. So that's what we did. But there's a little bit of a backstory. I won't share the whole thing because we're going to do a podcast episode about that. And in case you didn't know, what, where you been living? (laughs) We have another podcast called What Boots. So search for that. And if, especially if you enjoyed our conversation today, um, listen to us too, chilling out, having a yarn, (laughs) Um, sharing gold, dropping from the ceiling. But so Dione, my sister, 
hasn't been here for here being Queensland since about a year before COVID, I think. I don't know. It feels like forever, right? But we do Zoom calls. Sometimes they go four or five hours. Phone calls, you know, it feels like we see each other. We're so connected just to be able to give her a give her a hug and see her smile and see her whole body, <laughs> everything, you know, oh, just so good, was amazing. But unfortunately, we both ended up with COVID. However, instead of only spending one or two nights together, we ended up having nine full days in isolation. And it was kind of bittersweet, you know, um, it was great that we got so much time together, but we were also crook. We weren't really bad, but you know, don't get me wrong. We weren't perfect or anything. Um, we did have COVID. We definitely had COVID brain frog as she calls it, not brain fog, brain frog. Cause I've got frog stuff here everywhere. <laughs> Oh, my God. And so we ended up starting, you know, me and my list. So I started writing a list down about it, um, which is the sort of thing we're going to share when we do our podcast together. So I won't go into all that too much. But, um, yeah, it it's tricky because it was great that we got to spend more time together than planned, but we didn't do any of the things that we wanted to, really. We took a few photos of our feet, which is, you know, part of our Steel Cap Sisters brand but it was while we were binging on Netflix and catch-ups of The Apprentice and the Northern Territory truck, uh, truck, (laughs) the Northern Territory croc hunter and MasterChef and stuff like that. So we had a bit of a routine going in the end. So we were sitting outside on a beautiful Queensland morning. The weather was amazing. It was fresh, don't get me wrong, it was cold. And it got freezing after she left. We had an Arctic chill, went down to, you know, five degrees and stuff. But that's why we put up with the hot, humid summers, is to have beautiful winters where the days go up to, you know, in the mid-20s and down to five to seven at its lowest here in central Queensland. Anyway, so we're sitting outside in the sun and I don't even know how it come up. We're having a cuppa. It was a Sunday morning and I think she was talking about packing or about, you know, what to bring and how much you bring when you go away and everything. And then she said, well, I've got real good at it because of flying in and flying out. And then she started saying about what she does with her shampoo and conditioner, you know, decants it into a little thing. I'm like, no, come on, let's go inside. We'll go inside. I'll hit record. I can edit it. It's all good. (laughs) And um, because one of my courses over at mining.teachable.com, I have a section all about Dido, so drive in, drive out, and I share a video series that I created in there, lots of tips and hints and stuff. And I've wanted to get something from my sister about FIFO, fly in, fly out, because I don't do that, so therefore I'm not an expert, but I do have connections, and she's one of them, and 
So I said, just come in, we'll talk it through and then I'll just transcribe it and, you know, put some pictures in and all the things and it can be part of my course. And who knows, if it's any good, we might release it. She's like, oh, God. And it was amazing. Oh, so there was a noise out there. I think it's a bat. Critters everywhere at the moment. Um, So... That's what you're about to listen to, my sister shooting the breeze about fly in, fly out. And I was picking her brains too. So it's not just about packing. It's about what happens when you get to the airport, what happens when you get to camp or when you get to the air. I'll have another drink. (laughs) What happens when you get to site and everyone goes all over the place, how do you know what bus to get onto? What are her tips about that? And yes, lots about weight limits and different planes, lots of stories around it. You know, she's been from five-seater planes right up to the big ones going international. So I think that you are going to love this episode with my sister as much as we did. I've had great time editing it because I get to listen again. I actually listened one night after she left. I listened to it in bed because <laughs> I missed her so much. Oh, my God. <gasps> you clown. <laughs> um, yes. So here we go. This is Drewy, Hard Hat Mentor, and me, Mad Mumsy, Leanne, uh, talking all about flying in and flying out. And she's in Western Australia too, don't forget. So there's the Queensland, West Australia differences. There's FIFO, DIDO differences. But it still all can be very helpful. And you might think, well, I don't have to do that because I do drive in, drive out. I live in Queensland. But what if one day you might end up over in WA and you've got to do the FIFO thing? You know, do you want to be one of those people she talks about where everyone on the plane knows that they're the newbie and they're doing it wrong because there's a way to get on and off the planes as well? Shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> anyway, you better listen. Okay. So I am here in person with my sister, my blister, my fellow steel cap sister, Drewy also known as Dione to me, and your very own hard hat mentor. Hi, Blister. G'day, Blister. Oh, my God, we're together, yay. Yes, we are, and we were just sitting outside Sunday morning, having a cuppa, beautiful central Queensland autumn, I think it is, perfect morning. And as we do, we ended up talking about what she takes when she's FIFO, and it's something that I've wanted to get out of her brain for you listening or reading this um, inside the course about what she takes because I was saying when I didn't have a permanent room, I had to take all my stuff all the time as well. And she said, yeah, but I only get 10 kilos, whereas I had a whole car to fill up and four trips, Mm. you know, that I could do. And then she uh, started going into all of the you getting better at travelling lighter and that's when I'm like, right, come on, we need to record that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Excuse my voice, a bit croaky at the minute. Um, so, yeah, it depends. I suppose it depends on needing to know what you're flying into. Do you have a permanent room is the first big question. Mm. Or do you have to, what you know, is there hot bedding? So meaning 
you know, you may have to do, which is pretty rare nowadays, you might have to do someone's on day shift, someone's on night shift. You may have a room where when you're not there, someone else is in there, but they have wardrobes where you get half a wardrobe that's locked that you can leave your stuff in. And there are other places where you may go in and you can leave your bag there in a big, you know, locked up room. You can leave some stuff, but every time you come, you you then get it out of the storage and take it to whatever room. So the goal in FIFO is permanent room, right? Mm. Because then you can have all your things and nest and then you can leave and come back. Um, But with the 10 kilo rule, you can, especially if you're a new starter, get um, permission to take 20 kilos or however much you need. Some of it may have to go as freight. But as long as you're aware that no matter what bags you take or how much, it's got to be 10 kilo lots. So take two bags of 10 kilos if they allow you to take 20 because you're a new starter or whatever. You can get pre-approval to take more than 10 kilos. Oh, good But never in one bag. It doesn't matter if you're allowed to take 50 kilos. Never more than – if it's a big, heavy toolbox or something, that then – you got to go through a whole other way to put it in as actual freight. Oh, right. I've yeah. never even thought about toolboxes. Yeah, well, a lot of people take their own tools, if, yeah. you know, their tradies and that. Um, and so, you know, the, the basic things for me, you never know, and usually you use your first swing to get the lay of the land, a bit of a recce run. So you take your basic, what you'll need, maybe not all your nesting things, not your very <laughs> special, your own pillow or your own blanket if you've got a permanent room. Or all the things that, you know, some of the little things I've been caught out on is no coat hangers. There may or may not be coat hangers in said place to hang your stuff. No shower caddy. Like, you know, the thing where you hang over the, to put all your things on. Yeah. Some places have them, some don't. Some have coat hangers, some don't. And on your first swing, you take out what you think you're going to need to survive for your first swing. And I always made a list of, all right, because now you leave, especially if you've got a permanent room and you've left everything that you took, you leave there because I also have two sets of toiletries so one always stays at work if I've got a permanent room and one stays home. Mm. So you don't have to lug everything back and forth, right? And depending on said finances, some people wait for their first pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they do that. Um, and so, yeah, things like coat hangers, the shower caddy, you know, what's the bed like? Some people take underlays because it's hard as or lumpy. Some people take their own pillows. You can't take all of that first time. There's no way you've got to have the room. Um, because so, you've got to take your uniforms and your exactly. boots. Yeah. And, yeah. like, boots, yeah. look, would you wear them? Yes. Because then they're yes. lighter. Oh, I just thought of that. Yeah, you always wear your boots um, first time. I'm a consultant, and so I may only go to a site and various sites for a couple of days at a time. Mm. I've had to learn to travel lighter. Um, so I wear my boots and you've got to take them off, obviously, when you go through, which is a pain, through security and then put them back on and your belt and everything. Um, and you know how you get those little travel packs in the supermarket where you can have these three or four little bottles in there? Mm. So I decant shampoo, mouthwash, conditioner into those. You wouldn't want to get those mixed up. No. <laughs> You might have a very clean mouth um, that you've conditioned. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you've even basic toiletries, toothpaste, like you get the little tube, mm. uh, you know, for the for your first visit. And, again, depending on what you're going out there to do and for how long. Yeah. Um, and oh, I've got one. What mm-hmm. about 
just a normal toothbrush instead of electric toothbrush with a charger, that would save a bit of weight? Or you just couldn't live without an electric toothbrush? Well, I take both now, only because one of my wisdom teeth is playing up and it hurts to use my electric toothbrush, oh, so I, yeah. I do both. Um, but sometimes you you have to charge your toothbrush charger elsewhere because they haven't set it up properly in the bathroom. Mm. Oh, and for ladies or even men who, you know, now and again you need to look at yourself, <laughs> some of the um, the mirrors, I'm short, all I can see is my oh, forehead. Yes, right. I jump up and have a quick look and go, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> and so I used to take a little, I had my own little mirror that I would, because normally there's shelves in the wardrobes or there's somewhere you can prop a little mirror that's got a standy thing. Yeah. Um, if you want to be putting your face creams on it or whatever. Some people take, you know, the little things where you can hang your smalls like a little uh, for clothes, and so they hang that over the shower and their smalls hang on that mm. if they don't want to put them in the dryer. For or instance. to dry them. Yes. Yes. I remember we spoke about that on the podcast episode yeah. about laundry etiquette. Yeah. Last time you exactly. were here. Exactly. And I was the one with bad mm. cough. Yes. I had to edit right. out a thousand coughs. Yeah. <laughs> but I've walked into some people's rooms and they've got actual proper line all the way across the room. So mm. oh, that's out of control. Some places let you hang up your clothes outside your dogger. Others don't anymore. Um, normally, that's the other thing to check when you first get there is how many laun laundries are there, where is it, and what's availability of laundry so you can plan. When you first go, sometimes you might not have enough clothes because the onboarding, depending on how good it is, you may only have two shirts when you first get there Yeah, because they're falling behind, right? Um, and so, you know, making sure if you're someone who – has sensitive skin, the clothes washing powders and things that they supply might not suit you. So you need oh, to find out. Oh, God, they out. would. They're horrible. Some don't. Usually. I've never had a problem because um, oh. it's just a big white thing. You just get a scoop and in it goes. Yeah, right. Um, so if that doesn't, you know, if that gives you a rash or whatever, but it could be classed as a dangerous good, so you need to be careful when asked, how do I get, like, um. my own clothes washing stuff out there? And also on your first trip, do the recce run in the shop. Every site's got a shop and they sell toiletries as well. Mm. Um, not a lot, but they're getting better and better. And are they ridiculous price or are they? They're not too bad. Um, the markup's not ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Some of it is. Um, Depends on the site, yeah. I suppose. And because of today's technologies, you've got to also think about all your electric, electronic stuff, you know, your charges for your phone and charges for whatever. If you've got headphones, if, you've got your, if you want to take your own computer out there or your iPad, Everything's got a charger. All this adds to the weight. And so you can take, I always take a backpack, and I keep all that stuff in the backpack. Um, you've got seven kilo, most, for between five to seven kilo of what you can take inside the plane as carry-on. So that's on top of your 10 kilo bag that goes under. Right, yes. And so sometimes <clears throat> I've used that to take toiletries <laughs> or heavy things I put in there, mm. um, you know, if you're taking a book. But go out with a barest minimum and no, do the recce run and so then you'll decide. And I always, before I went home, I'd have a little list what to bring back next like time. Like an ongoing list ongoing as you go list. through the swing because yes. you get home and you'll forget. You'll you just be forget. glad you're home. Yep, <laughs> absolutely you forget. Um, and, you know, sometimes different sites and different setups. So it's very important to find out do I have a permanent room. It's very important to find out the weight ratio. Can I get 20 kilos uh, permission to take, but make sure you take it in two 10-kilo bags. So why two 10-kilo bags? 
uh, because of various charter flights, that's the site rules, no more than 10 kilos. Mm. Um, now, whether it's because of capacity of storage, it's better to have lots of little bags, um. whether it's manual handling stuff, um, but I believe it's um, more about the capacity because they're not big 737s or anything, most sites, mm. some are. Um, you know, some are very, about 100 is usually the max I've flown on, 100 people. 100 people. Big plane. What's the smallest? Five. <laughs> no toilet, three-hour flight, five people. Oh. Oh, my God. That was, uh, where was that? Carrara, I think that was, when we were building Carrara. Um, they changed that later when they built the airstrip. But, yeah, that was <laughs> three hours, no toilet. Wow. Tiny little plane. Um, and I think we're allowed five kilos or something ridiculous. So you could take 10 kilos. Some sites allow 15, but very rare. Um, but you should get all of that in your onboarding, mm. technically. So, yeah, if you wear your boots, that's a really big tip. Mm. Socks and things, yes. I've got my hand up. She um, has. <laughs> because we're in here. See each other. I know. Oh, it's so good. Um, what was the question? Brain frog. I don't know. No, you were talking boots. I was talking about boots. boots. Yes, wear your boots. So, does that mean when you go through security, you're going you're gonna to beep and you have to take your boots off? You have to take your boots off if they're still caps. Yeah, everyone takes I mean. their boots off. But you just, put them on the other side. Yes, yes. But if you're a newbie, you might not think of that. Yeah. Well, you yes wear them because of the weight. Yeah, but, but I think I did say that earlier. You got to take them off, so it's a pain. Okay. You take them off, they go through. You put them back on. Same with belts and things. Um, and then you can leave your boots there. You get a permanent room. You don't have to worry about that. So mm-hmm. the other trick is make sure if that's the case, you take one pair of, if you like, sneakers, a pair of thongs, you know, pick your footwear. You've got to take basic things like that quite obviously. But, again, use your first swing to think about, mm, well, this is no good. Um, don't leave your boots outside ever because of, Dingoes in some places will actually run off with them and take them to their dingoes. cubs. Yeah, dingoes. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, there's packs of dingoes roam some camps oh, and they love the leather and they love the boots and they tell you in all of the inductions not to leave your boots outside, but on most sites people do because they stink even for a couple of hours mm. or on most sites people just do, you see them lined up. But if there's dingoes in a place where there's dingoes, don't because they take it and I've gone to places where they've took me for a drive and shown me where the dens are and there's about 50 pairs of boots there because it's for the teething for the pups oh. and the mothers and puppers take it and leave it for the pups now to there's a boot tree around. yeah <laughs> but you know if you've got a permanent room you can leave your boots there so what i do if i can't leave them outside i put them in the bathroom because mm. they're a bit woofy so i leave yeah. them in the bathroom um to air out overnight or i leave them outside not in a dingo place but another place i leave them outside for an hour but make sure I bring them in at night so that snakes, spiders, wasps, scorpions don't get in there, right? Um, when it's muddy, you can – I usually, you know, get a piece of paper or a piece of cardboard so that you take your boots off and instead of walking mud through your room, you just take them off and put them there and, oh, then, right. and then you can walk around. Mm. Um, song – can't say that. Thongs and socks because I'm bogan seem to work well for me instead of – because you can't always take slippers and – Things like, I remember I took an umbrella once and someone said to me, there's no umbrellas in mining. <laughs> <laughs> so do take a, um, depending on said weather, do take a very light waterproof something because mm. you may be walking from your room, depending on where it is, um, most places don't have a covered walkway 
and it could be miles depending on the size of yeah. the camp. And it might only rain, but you have to go because it's time to go to work. Yeah. So you can't wait for the rain to stop. Yeah. You may or may not be given your jacket, winter jacket usually get in summer, so you keep it for yeah, the next exactly. year. Yeah. So I always take a, a light with a hood rain jacket yeah. with me that you've got to take off as soon as you get to where you're going because it's not high-vis. You've but got you, your shirt yeah. underneath. And because right. you don't want to, otherwise you're going to be wet for the you're next be 14 wet. hours or yeah, yeah, if you get absolutely drowned. Mm. Um, so there is that. Yeah, there's there's things to take, you know, like normally you can get a washing machine. Most people, some people wash every night depending on what, but I usually just take, you know, a pair of trackies, a pair of comfortable three-quarter pants, some T-shirts, a flanny. But look up the weather, like you change what you take depending on the weather of where you're going. Yeah. So you don't keep your whole wardrobe. There's just no room, mm. girls and boys who are fashion conscious. You can't have your, old, your entire wardrobe out there. Sadly, well, or goodly, depends how you look at it. The longer you are somewhere, the more stuff you bring. I've needed a truck to get out of there sometimes, like not literally, but well, if you take too much. That was my point. If you've taken 20 kilos initially... And then another 10 kilos each time of extra stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then when it comes time to go, yeah. you get, what, one 10 kilo lot to get home and then what happens? Well, normally, unless you get a window seat, as in sacked, bang. Yeah, um, like taken to the gate. We, yeah, you yeah. talk to your admin people and say, look, I've got a lot of gear and mm. I've had boxes go out of there, but it comes as freight and usually you've got to go pick it up somewhere mm. unless it comes on the plane and sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but they might truck it out of there. And do you have to pay? No. Or no, they pay for that. Yeah, they paid for that. But you might have to pay the other end if you don't go and get it, if they cure it out, whatever. Yeah. Because you're there with them. If you get sacked, that could totally change. Yeah. I've never been sacked, touch wood, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You can't see them paying yeah. for it if they've sacked you. No. No. <laughs> At the same time. And they time, need the route. Yeah, they need the they route. They need your shit yeah. out so they can clean it and get yeah. someone else. And it out. may not come with you on the time when you fly out. No. You know, you might... But if I've known, because normally you give notice if you're going to leave somewhere or if they're going to, if the contract's ending, you've got time. And so sometimes what I do then is I'll take some of it home intermittently. Yeah, right. When Start. you go out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also when you're flying in and out, you can have 10 kilo every time. So, mm. you know, I used to bring home washing because time was precious. I didn't even want to wash. Yeah, right. At work, if I was there for a week, I had enough uniforms. Um I don't call them uniforms. You call them uniforms. I don't know what I call them. I don't call them work clothes. Um, <laughs> I'd just bring them home. People say, how can we take that big bag every time, even though it's 10 kilo? Mm. I'd say, because I do my washing. Why don't you do it here? I'd say, well, because I don't want to be sitting around waiting until 9.30 at night for my washing to dry. Yeah. So I just take it home. I'd say, A lot of people do that here. Mm, as well. Bring it home and wash. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's all about when you're washing your clothes on site, um, you don't go for tea first, don't go the wet mess first, go straight and put it on. Yeah. So, A, you get a machine, B, it's already started, mm. and then set a timer so you don't forget because there's nothing worse than some idiot who's blocking up the machines. Yes. And people will, out of um, keeping the wheels turning, they will take your washing out and put it in the dryer. Now, we've done this in the laundry thing. Yeah. So I would advise don't bring anything that needs to be hand-washed or can't go in a dryer. If you do, then don't put it anywhere near the laundry. They do have troughs in the laundry, so you could do that. Mm. Well, and not everyone's going to put it in the dryer, which is what we spoke about in that. Yes. Some of them will just dump it. Yeah, but most people do. They're pretty good. Yeah. But, yeah, other things to take, like your electronics, um, your toiletries. I always take a basic 
medication kit, as in just mm. codral cold tablets, Panadol. That's about it. I'll make sure I take codral cold tablets and Panadol. And a codral's all right on the, well, it depends on site. Like, yeah, like well, they're not like they used to be. Yeah. yeah. If ever you go for a drug test, you just tell them what you've had in the last 14 days. Yeah. So, you know, random drug test or whatever. But and do tell your supervisor if you're, you know, um, if you're taking something like that, just tell them. Um, but they're very mild these days. But I always take headache tablets and uh, Panadol, and I also always take clove oil in case you get a toothache because mm. you just put a dob of that, and that can get you through until you get home to see the dentist. Yeah, that's, that's a really good, good That's a really good thing. But, of course, you've got the medics there. They've got all that. But sometimes it's just a case you've got a headache, you take a tablet. Mm. You don't have to want to have to worry about where are the medics, what time. They usually Doing sell, the paperwork. Yeah, and yeah. some shops, again, do that recce. Some shops have got all that. Yeah, there. true, yeah. Um, but is the shop open? You know, all the things. And the other thing that's new now is because of COVID, pardon me, is in WA anyway, everyone, well, most companies now, you've got to be rat tested within 24 hours before you go. Mm. And so if you're, you know, getting sorted to pack and go to site, you've got to allow time lost because you've got to find a place to get rat tested and all the rest of it. Or you may have, a lot of them have set up huge tents at the car parks at the airports now, Mm. the long-term car parks, or even at the airport, some of them have got them. So you've got to get there way earlier. So you need to know all of these things and you should know all of these things. But I keep my COVID certificate digitally because there's a whole lot of things you've got to think about that we never had to think about that we now are relearning what we need because some place, well, in WA, got to be triple vaxxed or you won't get on the site. Triple vaxxed? Triple. Wow. Well, as soon as you do, yeah. Yeah. You've got to be rat tested. And this is like the rat testing is uh, most sites that I know of. I haven't heard of one that isn't doing it. Mm. Um, yeah, the government, it was a health order, so it's not companies, and statewide. It's like you will or yeah. you don't have a job. Like um, here it was just BMA. Yeah. And a lot of people left. Yeah. Gave up their permanent shirts yeah. and left. Same. But in WA, it was the government that did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so the companies went, yay. Not yeah, our fault. we don't have to do that. But yes. we did lose some people. Until the new um, vaccine come out, we lost some people because that latest one that is different to the first vaccine. Yeah, when that other, something. something. Some people came back when that happened. Yeah. I'll um, just say for the sake of the recording that this is, what, end of May 2022. Yes. So that all could have changed. Yes. Well, look how much it's changed just since Yes. A few months ago. They could have. Yeah. 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 Um, but at the moment as we record this, and yeah. that's why it's important to find out what the procedures are. And if you are going through your onboarding process and you you don't know, how many times you see on a Facebook site, mm. like, oh, does anyone know about this camp and that? And, you know, that's and it. the whole, all those mining inquiries and everything came out that the onboarding processes are meant to be so much better yep. to help Yep. All of this. So exactly. this shouldn't be happening, but sadly it's not Does, always the case. Yeah. That's well, why we're here to help. It is. And mm. when it comes to once you've done a swing, some sites let you have a kettle in your room. Um, some sites mm-hmm. don't. And so and people who want hair dryers and the likes, it's a case of when you can, I always get the travel size of all those things. Yep. Because for when you demo one day eventually you may demobile. Sometimes that they make you move rooms. Yeah. 
And so you think about how much stuff have I got? Some people keep their rooms very light, easy to just <laughs> get my snatch it bag and I'm gone. Yeah, I'm only here to work and that's it. Yeah, and others really Real nest and yeah. they bring photos to put up on the walls and, and yeah. you know, make it lovely and all the things. But, yeah, the travel kettles, the travel hair dryers, they're really light and, and good. Um, but, yeah. Do they have to be test and tagged? Yes, some do, but they're mostly annual. And so do they do that on site yeah, or you find your friendly electrician, which someone said, a random bird out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, again, these are the things like you just ask mm. whoever, um, probably your safety widow um, term of love and respect, um, or your supervisor, say, look, if I bring a kettle, if I do that. And sometimes what they do is they go through, they'll go through a camp now and again and just test and tag everything in there because they've got yeah. to do the fridges and this and that. But, you know, some sites are totally different. Some don't give a rat's as long as it's got the manufacturers. Others say annually they'll put an annual tag on it. Others won't let you have, oh, you're not allowed to have candles, incense burners, toasters. You're not allowed to have any of that stuff because you may burn the place down. Mm. Others are a little more lenient. So you just never know that you find all these things out, the creature comforts that you want. Um, Yeah, it's, it's just... Go in. Oh, my biggest broad advice would be make sure you know all the things before you go, the weight limits and, you know, the rest of it. Are you going to have a permanent room? And then if they tell you you are, <laughs> you might not for a couple of sweeps because they're sorting out stuff. Mm. You should, but don't take too much. And my broadest advice would be take a couple of swings to do your recce runs, just take the basics, have a look around, look at the shop, look at your room, have a think, make a list. Oh, haven't got this. Oh, right, I might bring that back. What's your bed like? What's your pillows like? I always, no matter what, take my own pillow. Even on a two-day visit, I take my own pillow. So do you carry that on the plane? Well, no, I've actually learned to go. I bought a travel-size ergonomic pillow. Like, it's really small. It's only my big ones at home, but you can get smaller and smaller ones. Which is the one that you've brought here? Yeah. And is I've, that that one? Yeah. Mm. And I've learned to travel so light now that it fits in the bag. You can take it on the plane. Um, yeah, but you'll learn and you'll watch others. Some people, you can actually take a travel size, like a proper cabin size bag and a backpack inside the plane. Mm. And you've got a bag on the plane, right? Yeah, right. You may but you don't, don't want to take all that first. And yes. then get there and they go, sorry. Yeah, because no. a lot of people flying in and out, they don't want something on the plane because as soon as they land, they want to get. Yeah. Um, and you've so, got to wait for your baggage otherwise. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, that's pretty – but normally they have – they real staunch about that weight and that size mm. and all the rest of it. Um, but, yeah, just do your homework. Find out as much as you can at first. Take your basics and, and check out the shop. Check out what you need. Make a list. And if you haven't got a permanent room, um, <coughs> excuse me, you can – and you've only got half a wardrobe, you know, you'll get used to – well, sometimes your bag doesn't even fit in there. Like it won't mm. even fit in there because you're supposed to – you could maybe leave something hang, hanging. So if you've bought a big bag, even if it's light, because it's not a size. Oh, 10 – oh, right, yeah, I wasn't thinking You'd that. have a big bag that's light mm. um, because sometimes even when I'm consulting, I'm going for two days and they go, why are you bringing that big bag? I'm like, yeah, but look at this because it's got my pillow in it and it's got – Yeah, but it's light. She's yes, doing this. But as in it's oh, yeah, light. I'm lifting yeah. up. <laughs> you can't see. <laughs> but, yeah – 
you know, it's not rocket science, but at the same time, I see so many people at the airport. You can tell they're new because they're their their work clothes are brand spanking, and there they are in front of do the they whole have to world. Take their hat, hat as well. It they depends. Do that Some people do because I've seen them at the airport. They're shiny white. Some people do. Depends mm. if they're client, contractor. Yeah, coming for a shutdown. Are they permanent? Yeah. Um, most sites, if you're going to be permanent, they'll give you that when you get there. Yeah. But they may do a on-site induction in town and give you all your PPE before you go, so you may have to take it. Mm. Um, but I see a lot of people who are quite obviously new. Be- I shouldn't assume that, but they are obviously new to that site. Their clothes are just so out of the box, brand new. They've got it all on, it's, and they look a little bit lost. And there they are in front of the whole world. They give you the green, big green plastic see-through bag because they've got one bag and it's 20 kilo. And so they make them undo it in front of the whole world and put half their stuff and it's see-through into a bag and tie it up and then they've got two things of 10. Now, maybe they weren't told or maybe they didn't yeah. read the fine print, but the whole world knows. Yes. I'm telling you now, you've got no excuse. No matter what your site says, go with 10 kilos if it's a charter flight. Right, mm. you're going on a big kick-ass plane to Newman or Laverton or something. That those rules still may apply. So, just assume I can bring two bags, but they're ten kilos. Or can I try and find mm. out before you go? So, if you do go and you've messed up, and mm-hmm. they don't just make you throw all your stuff in the bin, they give no. you a bag to put yep. it in, and they'll still let you take it. Yes, right, because they know what are they going to do? They're not going to store it for you until exactly. you get back or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. And sometimes they'll do that if it's four kilo over. Yeah. Or three kilo over. Mm. They get more staunch. Other people go, eh. Funnily enough, the other end when you fly out home, mm. I've been probably three kilo over and they've gone, eh. Because they're not the airline. That's the site running the show. Yeah, right. And if there's not a lot of people on the plane, but still try and do the right thing. And they would do the same if it was too much. They'd give you a bag. Yeah. You know. And – it's all downhill on the way home. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> now, the other thing I wanted to cover because is, um, well, you just touched on it then, the what happens when you get there. So you, do you have a normal ticket, like at, at both ends, the rocking up so you've got to allow time to get to the airport, something might go wrong, you've got to get a park, how are you going to? Are you going to drive there? You may have are to get a rat get test off. You might have to get a rat test. Mm-hmm. Is there usually a big line? And then, what happens when you get there? Do you get off the plane and go on a bus to camp, or do you have to get yourself there? Mm-hmm. Like those sort of things, because I know a lot of that's different to here in Queensland. Yes. Well, and I'm at the minute speaking for WA. Um, but I have worked in sites all over the country. Um, it's a long time ago now because I've been based here for quite a while. So there's various ways. Like, for instance, at WA we have regional airports, so we've got Cobham, Skippers, Network, and some f- sites, that's their, that's how they fly their people to and from on regional charter flights, which right. isn't at the main airports. It's not far away and they're all sort of together. And you go there and it's like, and it's like normal, you've got to say. You haven't got any dangerous goods. They'll tag your bags. They'll give you all the things. You'll get a proper boarding pass, you know. Yeah. But, again, allow the time. They've all got rat test tents set up. Um, others use a Virgin or Alliance or even Qantas, depending where you're flying and which terminal are you going to. 
and you go there and sometimes the lines are out of control, like it's just a sea of high-vis, out of control, especially early morning flights. Like you think, oh, I have to get up at, I live in Mandras, I have to get up at 2 to leave at 3 to be Mm. there at 4 a.m. And the good news is when you get there. And then you go to work. And then you go to work and do 12 hours. Wow, stuff that. Yeah, when you get there, it's like, oh. It's an unbelievably busy and high of his ocean. At, when you get where? To, to the, the airport. airport. Yeah. And this is lately I've been flying Virgin or Alliance, which is a branch of Virgin. Mm. Um, and there's so many people and you think, well, the whole world's up at the dark side of breakfast. I feel a bit better. But sometimes <laughs> the lines to check in, especially in those, it's not so bad in the regionals, are so long that they that they actually come and call people. Who's checking in here, right, you front of the line? Because you're going to miss right. your flight. And they'll right. do that at domestic terminals. They do. Well, this is that we are actually flying out of the proper domestic terminals. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's terminal one, two, or three, four. Um, and mostly it seems like one, two is all high vis. Pretty. Right. There's a, <laughs> there's a few civilians who just think, oh my God, <laughs> what have I got myself into? Um, <laughs> there really is. But yeah, and you've got to get wristbands. Wristbands. Yeah, because to prove you've had your act test, to prove you've done your health declaration form, and you, I look around for different coloured wristbands. Oh, they're coming to my site. You know, it's funny. So that's it's new. They have different colours for different sites, sites, and planes, and plane gold. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because some like one of the companies I'm working for, the the rat test is at a long term car park, and then you've got to get a bus from there. To the airport, and that bus, if you miss it or it's full, it's another 15 minutes before it comes around. And if mm. you have left your time a bit late, because they're very staunch, it's tough titties, you miss cut off or getting on that plane, they will not wait. Yeah. Goodbye. Because they got to get these workers. Yeah. they got to get these workers who are there All the to side to yes. start work. Exactly. And then do they, ha- that same plane brings the people home? It depends. The shift change? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes. Some flights have, it comes in in the morning, it might sit there all day and then it comes home. Others right. have a flight in the morning and then they offload, unload and the night shift just go home and then they that very same plane or you know, if it's exactly the same plane will come back and bring the other night shifters and take the other day shifters. They might have You're right. like yeah. two planes a day for flights. Yeah. And, again, it just depends. And that would be like once a week. Or twice or three times a depending week. Depending on, on the rosters. size. Um, most flight, very rarely that they fly Fridays, usually Monday to Thursday. Mm. And you get to know which plane does who, you know. It's like, right, underground have this. Or Mealy's usually, or maintenance usually go on this day, you know, where the contract is. What was that? Mealy's. Mealy's. Oh, Mill. Oh, the yeah, Mill, yeah. We the plant. Yeah, like mm. the wash plant over here. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but what, at the other end, my advice is follow the crowd. The um, other end, we're back at the start again. No, if, you, if you've managed to do all the right things and you're on your way to site, yes. when you get off, there, oh, are, oh, varying, yep. there are varying ways of how that works. Now for a word from our sponsor, Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group. If you head to bantax.com.au forward slash minors, that's B-A-N-T-A-C-S, you can download a free booklet all just for us minors. And there's also a spreadsheet in there that helps you check off what tools you have for your trade, like your isolation lock, work boots, seven shirts, all of these sorts of things. And you can weigh them up and it'll tell you if you qualify weight-wise to claim your trips out to work. 
I strongly urge you to head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and tell the mad mumsy sent me. And if you're not sure, just say to someone, I'm just going to hang with you because this is my first. And they go, yeah, no worries, mate, what do you do? Because some you have to get, they'll bring the bags out in a trolley and you got to load it. If you're, if there's a bus that takes you to site, which, you know, probably 90% that's how it works, yep. and it could be <clears throat> between 15 minutes away, five minutes away to an hour and a half, depending on where you work, there's not very many sites where the plane lands right at the camp. There's two that I know of. And that's really weird. Like literally there's an airstrip right there and you can see the doggers. At the camp. It's freaky. Yeah, right. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No bus. Mm. But mostly there's some form of transport that will get you from wherever the airstrip is and especially flying into a hub like Newman or Laverton or Leonor or somewhere. And there's a ho- the, the trick is get on the right bus. Pick someone out on the Go plane the right that mind. you know <laughs> and make sure you have a conversation with them. Are you going to blah, blah? And even some... Some sites have two different camps or three different camps. Yeah. So make sure that you get your stuff and you get on the right bus. Right? So you ask. Don't be scared. People look after you. And some places they actually bring a trolley and there's all the bags and you go and pick up your bag and put it in the bus, then you get on the bus. Others, they just miraculously arrives with you when you're at the other end because they've got all the people doing all the things. Yeah. So, again, your first swing will be take all of that in. And it's the same the other way when you're checking in, right? Do not miss that check-in from site because this they'll is when might, you're coming right, home. Yeah, they yep. might wait five minutes, but the whole busload of people will never forgive you. Yes. Don't be last. Mm. Do not be last, especially if you're new, because you'll be like, oh, right then. And they will never forget that you made us. Really? How can you be late for your going home flight? Now, some people have actually missed it, which I don't get because I got on the grog the night before. So you may be breathowed when you – that's the other thing, when you're flying home, depending on how much time you've got. Most sites these days <laughs> don't give you a great deal of time to be ready. Get ready the night before, have your stuff packed. Find out before you fly home how much time have we got. Yeah. You may or may not have time for a shower. Mm-hmm. Some sites are really whip. Yeah. It's like, so you yeah. finish work, get on the bus, get on the plane, go. Yes, normally they take you back to camp, but there's not a lot of time. Mm. Yeah, some of them. Others, there's plenty of time. So you need to know that. But what I would do is always get your stuff ready the night before so that if there's not a lot of time, you're ready to go. You don't be rushing around and try and always empty your bin, leave your room as nice as you can for the cleaners Mm. because if you do that, they'll look after you. Yeah. I sometimes used to leave a little chocolate on bed and say, thank you, not all the time. But I've shared lots of pictures of yes. stuff like that that I've yeah. done, little Easter eggs at Easter mm. and, and things. And, some, and they look after you, like you yeah. said, right? And some some camps, when you get to where you're going, you, you then, once you're in the swing of it, like one camp's got this big massive cabinet and everyone lines up and their keys are already hanging there. Some camps let you take your room key home with you, mm. bring it back. Most camps make you... Make sure you've always got your room key and you drop it off. Yeah, That's sort of how they check you in and, yeah. or out. Um, but it's different on every camp. But if you do, if you are one of the lucky ones who is allowed to take your room key, keep it, don't leave it home. Quite sounds silly, but, and sometimes you'll get a card, a swipe card, which is very, very important business because mm. the swipe card is what you do breathos on every day. Some camps it's, they have, you can't even get in and out of camp without it because they've got yeah. special turnstiles like, 
that's very, very important business too to and make it, sure you take it to and from because you're going to go through the ring and obtain it, all the things, all the inductions, all the. Yeah. It's a major thing that's got to stay with you, very, yeah. very special business. And because when you scan it, it'll, because we have those here as well, mm-hmm. my sites, and, and it'll look so pop up if one of your inductions is yeah. needs renewing or an SOP or something. Yeah. Like your everything yeah. revolves around that. And like you say, exactly. making the boom gate open so you can go home, exactly. get into camp. Get into camp. And get out. Yes. And if you're the one, because we're driving drive out a lot, or even holding up buses, because yep. you can't get in. Exactly. Do not take, you're not allowed to take alcohol to sites. It's part of the deal on the charter flights. Um, if you're driving in and out somewhere, they do random bag searches. That can be instant dismissal. You're not allowed to take grog. Do some people? Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't run the gauntlet there if I was you. Especially if you've just started. What's well, exactly. that? Don't take grog. Um, they sell grog. Just know that yeah, most sites changed. now is. Mid-strength only and only four per person per day is sort of how it's all changed now. It used to be six. It used to be full strength and a lot of the sites are now coming on board with the mid-strength only and four per person per day and they literally record your name either manually or they will have the card. Some sites are doing fridge checks because if you don't drink before and you're stashing for your shift change or your pyjama day, whatever you're calling it over here, um, depending on your roster, you could lose it and you could get in big trouble. So find out all the rules around all the things mm. with that. Um, but, yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out. It's not hard, but it can be. You can get there and go, oh, really? I thought they would give me this or that. Mm. So they may not. Um, but, yeah, and the other thing is, and this is going off of what to take to, but some people have no idea how to live in a camp. What I mean by that is don't ever slam your door. Don't walk out and just push it shut, close it nicely. Don't drag your chairs around on the floor. Um, Be careful. Some places, when you have a shower, shut the bathroom door, put the fan on because sometimes a smoke alarm will go off when you're having a shower. If you leave the bathroom door open, if they're sensitive and the whole block has to get evacuated and you're in the shower in the nude. So shut your door. Until I've, you know. And I've been in the shower and someone's walked in my room. Yeah. Because they're in the wrong room. Yeah, that happens. So lock your door. Um, and you know if you're on doing shift work, whether they've got decent blackout curtains. So the next trip you might bring some alpha to put up. Are you allowed? Some places don't let you anymore. If not, say, well, what can I do? What am I allowed to do? Because I can't sleep. Some have got really good blackout curtains now. Um, don't be, you know, <clears throat> if you've got your tally and you're putting it on sleep, don't have it too loud. Most camps now have excellent Netflix. You name it, they've got everything, 100,000 channels. But do they? Over Some there. don't. <laughs> yeah. Some don't even have a telly, depending yeah. if you're a contractor or what you're doing. Mm. So, you know, what's the Wi-Fi? There's so much to learn, and you'll, get, you'll, learn, you'll learn it all pretty quick. And you don't, like, this is our passion, is to mm. help you know a lot of this mm-hmm. possibilities and what questions to ask and a bit of an insider's look mm. before you start. Mm. Um, or maybe you've been like, imagine me, I've been in mining for 13 years and then I get a job over in WA, fly in, fly out, and I know there's a lot of people that like change, change state yep. and never done FIFO. Yep. Like I, I put all my shit in, a, in my car and drive. Exactly. 
So yeah, that'd be a yeah. rude shock for you. Yeah, that's um, right. So this is really helpful. And then once you start doing it, mm. then you do it your way. Or and you might exactly. al- already have been doing FIFO, mm. but now you're going to a new site, mm-hmm. and these these tips mm. are just gold. Thanks. Oh, you're so welcome. There's probably a lot more we could talk about, but that's about the main things. I think um, just. Ask. People will help you. Don't be scared to say, look, it's first time on this site, if you don't want to say first time on any site ever, which is still fine. You say, what do you do at the other end? Or just follow them. Say, is this bus going to – I'm going to blah, blah. Is this bus going there? Oh, will the bags come out? Or And some people at some places, they get off the plane, they go to the loo, there's a big line, and I haven't seen a lot of sites do a checklist of who's got off the plane to count, head count who's on the bus. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, I wonder how many people have been left behind because of the line or, oh, you know, some people don't like going to the loo on the plane if they can help it. Yeah. I'm one of those. Well, well what if there isn't in. a toilet like on that? Oh, no, yeah. Most of them have now, but, yeah, that was horrible. Oh, um, my God. And so there's a lot to think of, but people will look after you. Don't be scared to ask. But try and remember what you've seen so you can rinse and repeat for the next time. Yeah, you know? even if you write it down. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. But none of it's that hard. Um, what about on the plane? Well, yes, there is. There is. There we are we the go. best mergers on the planet. Um, like when the... What do you mean by that? Well, someone the other day, the whole plane, we were all looking at each other going, newbie or arsehole. <laughs> Because what you don't do, and everyone should know this because I think this is how it rolls on normal civilian flights, but when I flew over here, I looked and I thought, you guys are really learners. You've got no idea how to do anything. What I mean is we know how to file in and out of it. Yeah, we know how to get off a plane the fastest way and the most courteous way possible. Oh, right, yes, to make it smooth and happen. Like you've got your shit sorted. Yeah. Before the seatbelt sign even goes off, you've already packed your backpack. You know, if you're on the outside one, when the seatbelt sign goes off, you stand up and you get your thing out and you ask old mate, do you want me to give you yours? Bang. Right. If yeah. he's got one up there. Some people say, no, I'll get on the way out and that's fine. That's up to them. But no matter what happens, you do not leave until the people in front of you have left, mm. have got up, and unless they're actually sitting there and they quite obviously not in a hurry, yeah. you just say, yeah, go. But what some people do is they stand up and they, well, very rare, but this is broken rule, and then they walk from the back of the plane and they walk up because some people, you don't, they don't always stand up. They're sitting there, and the reason they're sitting there is they're waiting for their turn. Yeah, right. Right? Do not ever, ever leave before the row in front of you has left. Mm-hmm. But be ready because... It's beautiful. Bang, bang, bang. We just merge, 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 merge. merge. And do not sling your backpack on your back while you're in the plane because um, you're going to smack someone in the head. Yeah, right. That's yeah. a newbie mistake. So hold it hold in Hold it in front, front of, of you until you get to the big door, then look behind, then sling it. Right. Um, some people still do that. It's like dickhead. And when they're coming on the bus, especially when you get on the bus, don't have it on your shoulder, on one shoulder as you're walking down because that person on that is very small. They're going like this. Hold it in front of you. Going like what? Describe what you just I'm just doing my head going bang, bang, bang. (laughs) Getting hit in the head, yeah. Or are you right? Yeah, and some people who are very seasoned vets and FIFOs can see still don't get that. Mm. It's like you've just hit five people in the head with your backpack and you don't even understand you've done that. Yeah. It sounds silly, you know, but and have your 
some people, and I don't understand this, they got they don't use their earphones when mm. they're on the bus listening to whatever crap, and we've got to listen to it, and everyone's looking and thinking, That's really? Some people have their earphones in, and you can still hear it, but okay, never mind. At least, <laughs> At least they're trying. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it's it's all good. You'll figure it out. Mm. It's and you'll love it. Oh, I love FIFO. So, what else? do you do when you're on a long <clears throat> flight? Do you read a magazine, take a book, listen, watch I a movie? Watch, listen? Yeah, I usually watch something I've downloaded on my phone. People take iPads. Um, some so people actually ahead. work. Yeah, make sure your le- electronics are in your carry-on. Some flights are only an hour and a half. Some flights are way longer than that. Um, don't just because you're on Virgin or Alliance doesn't mean they're going to have the entertainment app going on that particular charter flight because mm. it's not. Remember, it's not a plane where the it's only miners on that plane. Yeah. So depending on some deal, they may or may not. They've only just started feeding us again. That could stop at any time, depending on COVID. Mm-hmm. They only give you a bottle of water or a drink. At some times they gave you nothing except a bottle of water when you walked on the plane. That was it. Yeah. Got to wear your mask. Make sure you take mask. Take a couple of masks. They will supply masks for you if you haven't got a mask, but they'll just be the paper ones. Mm. Um, but yeah, on a long flight, most people watch or listen to something or readers read. Some people have a reader, like a Kindle. I don't know if they're yeah. still called that. Some people work because they're – higher up and they need to get shit done. Mm. Some people actually have their computers out and they're working. Um, Finishing their workshop before they land to go and present it. Possibly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. It's like a normal. Podcast. Podcast. People listen to podcasts like Beers with a Minor possibly. It's a really good podcast. Do you want to tell that story? Which one? My My Mad Mumsy. Yeah, I was sitting next to a lady on a plane. We're going to work to site. I'd known her for a while. We got on famously. Something came up about podcasts, and um, I said, oh, do you know Mad Mumsy? She went, oh, yeah, Beers with a Minor. I've been following that ever since it started. I said, really? She goes, yeah. I said, that's my sister. And she went, yeah, Mad Mumsy, Beers with a Minor. I said, yeah, that's my actual sister, like my sister. She goes, she's my Mad Mumsy. I've been listening to her from day one. I said, what part of she's my sister don't you get? She goes, she's my sister too. I've been listening to her. Took me ages to convince, but she was so. She's my man, Mumsy. Oh my god! And now she gets that you are my blood sister. And even though I think she did hear that, and even when I got through to her in that very conversation that you're my blood relative sister, she still said, oh, "I don't care. She's still my man, Mumsy." Oh my god! It was hilarious, right? That is so funny, and yeah. I couldn't believe it. And this is in Western Australia, yeah. And I'm over here in W. In mm. where am I? Queensland. Queensland. It, it was mm. just. Um, that blew my mind. And then whenever that lady's name has come up about yeah. what, you know, stuff on side or whatever. It's my mad mumsy. Oh, that's, I wouldn't even know what her name is. It's just my so, mad mumsy. Yeah. That's her name. That's so it. it's gone. Well, I won't say no, but I do know her name. She's lovely. Yeah. Um, but oh, anyway, so good. my voice is going. Yes. Have you got any more questions? No, I think that's pretty much covered it. That's Thank pretty you. cool. Yeah, well, I think we went off on a few tangents. But most people, like, not trying to offend anyone, you would have, probably done all those things and figured it all out. And for people who've done it before think, why would you even mention that? Of course, everyone knows that. But some people don't Well, they don't. know the simplest things because there's a lot to take in. There's a lot, especially if you're brand new to it. There's a lot of stuff to take in, you know. But, oh, don't put your seat back. Do not put your seat back. Have a look behind you. If no one's there, good luck. Then put your seat back. But look around. Uh, they've 
sort of pretty crammed flights. And if it's a short flight and you don't need to, don't put your seat back. If you look around and no one's got their seat back, don't put yours back. Mm. And it can be uncomfortable sitting upright, but that's, again, a thing we do for each other because some of those planes are pretty tight. Yeah. <clears throat> if you've got someone short behind you and you could ask them, do you mind if I put my seat back, that's okay. But most people on most flights I've been on with minors, no one puts their seat back. Mm. And if someone does, they just look at each other and go, cockhead. <laughs> Newbie. <laughs> or cockhead. Yeah. Because some people just don't care. No, they don't care. No. no. they got no etiquette. No, no. Yeah. They don't care. And it's not to say you can't, but maybe just courtesy say, do you mind if I put hmm. my seat back? Yeah, and that's Most right. people would say, yeah, even if it does squash them, they'd probably say, because you asked. Hmm. You know. So, anyway. And then I find I haven't oh, – how do I I'll say <laughs> Brain frog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the putting my seat back on, when I've flown and then when it's time to land and you've got to put your seat back up and it can take freaking another hour before you land you sometimes. Land. I remember coming into Perth Airport one day and I'm like, gee, it's taken forever, but the guys that we were with or that I was with – they knew that we'd flown around Perth three times. Exactly. They said, oh, like, yeah, it's that does normal. look familiar. I thought yeah. it was taking forever. And so, but because you've had, and especially that was like a six-hour flight. Yeah. So you've had your seat back and then you have it up and it just feels so wrong. It Whereas does. if you just leave it up, exactly. you get used to it. Yeah. But I'm like, because um, I'm so habitually don't put my seat back, even on flying over here five and a half hours, I didn't put it back. Oh, right, yeah. Because but I, on domestic flights, oh, I'm going to put my seat back because mm. everyone else does. Yeah. And if everyone seats back, that's different. Yeah. Because everyone's got a bit more room. Yeah, that's um, right. But and I'm, we're small too, so that little. helps. So, yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. yeah. Thanks Thank you. Oh, and I will just share that my blister is over here in Queensland. <gasps> First time in how long? I think four years. Four, four years, so... Um, we've got our family boots on. Absolutely. Yes. And um, hopefully we'll record another What Boots podcast at some stage. We'll have yes. a listen to this and see how your voice see sounds. how my voice sounds. Yeah, yes. if it passes. Um, yeah, so if you want more of my blister, Drewy, go back through the – I'll share the link in the show notes because I will release this as podcast. Oh, yeah. I will. I've just oh, decided it's freaking Uh-oh. gold, man. She does that to me all the time. <laughs> I just go blah, 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 thinking, oh, no, I'm just going to type something up from this. Yeah, which and put inside my yeah. start date course. But, um, no, this is gold. Okay. Yeah, thank you. So listen to our What Boots podcast. Head to the show notes. Which I'll do another yes. thing for that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. My sister. Oh, love we should bye. get out of our pyjamas now. We should. <laughs> okay, right. bye. Love you. You hang oh, up. You oh, hang I'm up. not hanging up. No, you Because we're together. This, oh. this is Beers with Minor podcast. It is, I don't but care. But we still do it. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this, listen to What Boots. Yes. And follow Steel Cap Sisters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Love you. See you bye. See you bye. There you go. I told you it was great, right? Oh, and for my newbies out there, it gives you a bit of a taste of to help you with your decisions if you want to go through all that every single time you go to work. Might be every week if you're week on, week off. Or it might be every two weeks, every month, six weeks, depending on, you know, your roster and what you're doing. So 
oh, bugger that. I'd rather just get in my car and drive for two hours. <laughs> That's me though. So um, if you want to find out more and follow us together as Steel Cap Sisters, listen to the What Boots podcast and find us on all the things at steelcapsisters.com and all the social medias, I mean. <laughs> um, so also she went back and, well, you know, COVID's gone, back to work. Mum's still a bit crook, um, but she's turned some big corners, so that's really good. And now we've pretty much all had it. <laughs> so there's that. And one thing that did come out is that apparently over there, once you've had COVID, you don't have to do all those things that she just shared with you about doing the rat test before you get on the plane for three months at this time of recording, which is June 2022, and it could change, you know, by tomorrow. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's kind of the silver lining, I guess, is that every time she goes to fly she doesn't have to worry about that, but you do have to have the official thing, piece of paper or something, I guess, that says uh, I had COVID on this date, so I get the free pass onto the plane. The times we live in, right? Anyway, head to the show notes to find out how to follow my sister. We're really focusing a lot over on LinkedIn, so look for Steel Cap Sisters and also, of course, Mad Mumsy's Miners page are over there. And you can see us, the people. It's a lot more professional over there, though. <laughs> Not like running amok on a podcast and Facebook and Instagram. Oh, and we are also on um, what's the other one? On the talk, <laughs> TikTok. We're on TikTok at Steel Cap Sisters, and I'm at the real Mad Mumsy on there. So that's a bit more fun. That's a lot more fun, and I've been recording actual not just cartoons or feet or the view with me talking I've actually been turning the camera around and speaking into <laughs> putting myself out there so because I want to help more people and at the moment that seems to be a way to do it for me because you know I'm a little bit over the f book effort but I'm still there so find me on there and if you love this episode, please share with your mates and, oh, and, <laughs> you know, like it's never going to end. And uh, last week we had the first International Day of Women in Mining. It was amazing. Oh, I was honoured enough to be one of the photos of the people around the world that they shared. I was actually the first one this year, so proud. <laughs> I, I crapped myself. <laughs> well, not literally, obviously, but I was sitting in um, a chair in the sun having my first coffee inside, about to meditate. Oh, no, it would have been after meditating. And I saw on LinkedIn a picture, and I'm like, that's me in front of a truck. Where did, who's that? Where did they get that? And it was International Women in Mining, and that was the first post they did promoting their upcoming event, which was going to be in a few months. And since then, they shared lots of other people. And I submitted that photo way back in, oh, I think it was 2018 or something. So 
that was a surprise and they've been um, a real champion for women around the world and, you know, I'm all for the men as well. So I'm not uh, just about women in mining but obviously it's very near and dear to my heart and they had an online Zoom call with about 500 people on there and I joined. It didn't even start till 11 o'clock at night and we had – you know, I mean, it could have been two o'clock in the morning because I don't even know where they were based, but it was somewhere overseas. And I'm here in central Queensland. I had to go to work the next day. and I didn't go to bed till half past one, <laughs> but it was great. At 12 o'clock, they had a dance competition, a dance. I don't say dance, I say dance. They had a dance competition and they um, they got everyone up dancing on video and there was prizes and all the things. And I was having so much fun. The music was amazing. It was like real, I don't know the words, it was sort of Latino, Spanish, something rather, funky music like I never listened to. But it just made your body move. And then watching all these people around the world and they were just going off tap. It was so funny. And people putting their hard hats on their heads. So I got in the groove and... I was dancing and had my hard hat on my head and different coloured hard hats and I ended up getting my teddy out with the pink high-vis that I won at the Queensland Mining Expo in 2017 or something. I won that. I was lucky enough to win that. And um, so he sits loud and proud, or she, oh, I don't know, non-gender. Ha! That teddy sits loud and proud in my um, studio So I was dancing away and I didn't get a prize, but I didn't care because I had so much fun watching all these people from all around the world, different cultures, dancing, and some of them were like other um, international, like, because they're a network, right, international women in mining are the global body, I think, and then each country and different states and different you know, areas have their own little chapter. And um, so some of them had a meeting. So there's like 10 of them all in someone's lounge room and they're all dancing and going off. Oh, my God, it was so much fun. I have not had that much fun for ages. And it was midnight. (laughs) Oh, And then there was some beautiful, oh, inspiring um, talks by women of all different, um, oh, experience levels and different viewpoints that were just so full on and amazing. I've got to follow them all up and I want to, you know, connect with them if I can. And then there were a couple of blokes on there as well, which was great to hear their point of view. And one of them was a big head honcho from some mining uh, group that oversees the big mining companies, I think, and they had a big announcement as well. So overall, that was fantastic. And I think I might edit this and put it at the front because otherwise you won't hear it. So now this was going to be at the end, but you can hear it at the start and then you can listen to chat with my sister. Or maybe I won't. No, don't. Leave it at the end. Oh, you clown. Okay. Love you, see you, bye. Stay safe, be real, be special. Keep your bogan, uh, well, we are, our bogan feet on. Stop saying goodbye, Leah. Okay. Bye.
Have a see you, bye. <laughs>